What do you do when plan A fails? Stay cool. There are 25 letters left. Hi friends, this is Stephanie. It's day 17 of the 365 Live Challenge. And today I want to know, what do you do when plan A fails? Like tonight, when I was supposed to have my friend Angela on, we were supposed to give away her book, Queen Up, but wah, wah, no one entered the contest. No one uh, took up my challenge to post a video, so we couldn't give the book away. And of course, we still plan to do the interview and talk about Queen Up and how you can learn to reclaim your crown when life knocks you down with Angela's new system. Um, but then she got ill, so feel better, Angela. Um, so the show must go on. When plan A fails, we need to just keep going. The important thing to remember is that most of the time, people will forget the mistake and remember how we handled it. So, let me tell you a story about the best worst day of my life. A few years ago, I was producing and directing a show called Foxy Trot Burlesque. We were set to debut at a local bar with a, a tavern, really, with a wonderful food menu and um, a beautiful back room and a super gorgeous stage. And we were set to debut, and an hour about before the show was ready to go on, the room was completely packed to capacity, and... We got a phone call from Codes, and the Code Department said, We saw your flyer. The wording is too provocative. The show is canceled. And of course, I wanted to panic. I had a room full of people ready to see a show. I had a room full of performers ready to perform a show. We had invested a lot of time and energy and money getting ready for this show. Me especially, but all of us. And so I asked to speak to the codes enforcement officer and I try to negotiate. I'm like, I'm a professional. Can you tell me what the problem with the flyer is? Can we, you know, what can we do? I have a room full of people. I need to make this show go on. And he's like, the show is not going on. And I'm like, well, can you tell me? And they're like, nope, it's too provocative. The wording uh, on the flyer is too provocative. The show cannot go on. Um, and so I said, listen, um, you know, it's a burlesque show, so there is removal of clothing, but there is not nudity. So, you know, can I take off one glove, but not both gloves? Um, you know, can I, uh, you know, what can I do? Anything. And the answer was no. Um, and showtime comes around and they send somebody, they, the city sends a code enforcement officer. Like, not that we were going to push and have the show go on anyway. I am not one of those folks who believes that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I don't fib well. So, um, I didn't have intentions of pushing it. I didn't know what the, um, 
violation could be, what the fine could be. I wasn't prepared to pay a huge fine. I didn't know what was going to happen. So um, I knew pretty much I was going to have to cancel the show. Um, so showtime comes around. There's a code enforcement officer there. They've already told me that my first ever debut show of Foxy Trap Burlesque is not going to go on because the wording on my flyer was too provocative. And I get on stage, I take a deep breath, I get on stage, I smile, and I say, hello, everybody, and everybody cheers, hello, and I say, um, I am Marie Ramon, which is my burlesque uh, performance name, and everyone cheers, hello, and I say, and this was supposed to be Foxy Chop Burlesque. But unfortunately, the codes people have said the show can't go on. And I apologized with um, apparently such good poise that everyone thought I was joking. So then the bar owner, tavern owner gets on stage and they apologize that the show is canceled. And everyone thinks that we're joking, but we're not joking. So, um, of course, the show did not go on. Um, of course, we did not keep anyone's money. Everyone got their money refunded in full. But because of the way that we handled it, because we were positive, we were gracious, we were kind, we raised our vibration and took the high road, um, it, it was not a disaster. It was literally the best, worst day of my life. Everybody stayed, um, or at least 90% of the people, maybe it was standing room only. So I think some of the people that were standing might have you know, left, but um, almost everybody stayed. They ordered drinks. They, um, got, uh, meals and appetizers and, um, the bar was happy because people ate and, um, the food went and, um, you know, everyone loved the food. It was fabulous. So the bar was happy. They sold a lot of food. The people were happy because it was like a party atmosphere. My guests were happy even though there was no show. I miraculously did not cry. I have no idea how other than that. Again, the vibration of the energy of the room and the love was so high because we just took the high road and kept it positive. So Gary V has a story about a time when um, he had an email glitch and it emailed his list like 10 times and he took hours and hours in his schedule in the next weeks and like called everyone who unsubscribed and said, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, this is Gary V. I'm so sorry that my email screwed up, whatever. And he has a fantasy. Um, now he says of, uh, screwing up on purpose because the ROI of the apology was so, uh, fabulous. So, um, in my personal experience from the best worst day of my life when, uh, you know, what could have been a disaster turned into a fun party show or no show. And almost all of those people came back when I had, um, take two, we called it Foxy Trot burlesque, uh, debut take two. Um, everybody came back because of the way that we handled it. Um, and so it's so much more about the way you handle the mistake than the fact that you make a mistake. Everybody's going to make a mistake. We're human. No matter how well we plan, plans are going to fall through. It, it, you know, could have nothing to do with you. It could be weather related. It could be illness related. It could be uh, transportation related. It, you know, who knows? Plans will fall through, 
mistakes will happen. If we focus less on the fact that we've made a mistake and focus more about how we can make it right, like take a deep breath, take a couple deep breaths if we need to, calm ourselves down and brainstorm from the other person's point of view, from the person that we have wronged um, or made an error, you know, on uh, what is the most kind, loving way that we can fix it. And it doesn't have to be a big mistake like inviting a capacity room full of uh, people to your show or sending out a 10 uh, times one email to your email list. It could be forgetting a friend's birthday. It could be um, double booking a work engagement on a family's uh, birthday birthday. Uh, day or party or graduation party or um, something that's important to them. You know, you could miss your niece's dance recital. I mean, it it doesn't have to be a huge business error. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have to ask forgiveness of our family and friends and perhaps our business uh, colleagues and clients and bosses. And the most important thing to remember is take your mind off of the mistake Put your mind on how can I fix it? How can I fix it in the most kind, loving, positive, high vibration way possible? So I would love to know. Tell me some time when you have turned a disaster into an opportunity. Uh, tell me a time when you made a mistake, but the way you made up for the mistake was so much uh, more impressive than the fact that you made the boo-boo and that's what everyone remembered because we all have stories like that and I would love to hear yours. So please comment below a time when you made a mistake but you made up for it with, you know, in abundance and uh, that makes all the difference, the way you handle the mistake. So when plan A fails, stay cool. If you like this video, please like it. If you got value out of it, please share it with a friend so they can get value too. Again, this is Stephanie on day 17 of the 365 Live Challenge. Hope that you're having a beautiful and blessed day. Take care of yourself and take care of each other.